New York Comic Con's attendance has exceeded San Diego Comic Con. What? It, that, that can't <laughs> what? be no, true no. at all. <laughs> I know. I know. <laughs> they put out their own like press release. Uh, that in a lot of outlets picked it up, uh-huh. and it said that the New York Comic Con has exceeded the attendance for San Diego Comic Con. And I must have been blind, or maybe they're <laughs> counting some of the ghosts that were. Yeah, in I was gonna say, did they like quantify this number by like adding up everyone in the square five, like five mile yeah. radius or whatever? Yeah. <laughs> like, oh yeah, much more. There's there's actually four billion people that passed through Comic Con at New <laughs> did York. Did you see how many year. people were in New York and then those four blocks? Uh, <laughs> There's just no comparison, and, and I had a great time at New York Comic Con. We did a lot of uh, great things. The Miami Vice signing went great. I got to hang out with Big Yanks and uh, our new writer Eric Francisco, and a ton of people in New York who uh, we don't regularly get to see. But there is no way that there are as many people at New York Comic Con as are at San Diego yeah. Comic Con. It, it's just a monstrosity. I mean, I've only been to Comic Con in San Diego once, but like, what the scale difference? What would you say the New York one is versus the San Diego? It's one? half the size. Uh, in, I mean, in it's, physical it's far, size or people? I'm just gonna go on physical size, okay. just like eyeballing it, which is right. what I'm doing. Uh, Comic Con in, in San Diego. Yeah, uh, Comic Con <laughs> in San Diego is just massive. Right. And, it's well, everybody pours into it now. Like but now, walking you... the floor is impossible. In New York, you can walk the floor, and the mm-hmm. floor isn't nearly as. I am pretty sure both are impossible. Yeah, it, yeah. It will, walking the floor. Yeah, well, well, we're talking to Kenny Craig here, <laughs> aka Crippled Kenny. So I'm, I'm sorry about that. Um, but but you make it killer transformer cosplay though. <laughs> no, I saw some. Yeah, I don't transform. Cosplay. I'm like the one that doesn't transform. You're like in mid transformation. <laughs> Nothing more than meets the eye. I saw some. I, I saw some what amazing, you see is what you get. That's amazing what... cosplay. Uh, but then I also saw like the girl who's like running around like like floss basically. Yeah, <laughs> go on. That sounds amazing. You're just mm-hmm. walking, and all of a sudden, like this bare ass walks past, and you're like, what the guy? You know. And you're hoping when you turn your head that it's a girl. I got. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> but I thought that was interesting today that New York Comic Con, uh, you know, which is run by Read Pop and puts out the Read Pop publication and all those press releases, was like, oh yeah, we're bigger than San Diego Comic Con when uh, it's clearly not the case. Even at attendance records, there's, yeah. there's no ability. I think that the Javits Center has a fire marshal limit at a certain point that isn't even close to what the San Diego Convention Center is. And I know that San Diego Comic Con's trying to get that extension on the San Diego Convention right. Center, which didn't go through, so now San Diego might be going somewhere else. But I mean, it's uh, in three, no it's in, th- what, it's at, the San Diego one is at the San Diego, Com- uh, the San Diego Convention Center, and then three of the hotels right next to it. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's all expanded. Down, it's all downtown. It's ridiculous. It's all downtown. Uh, now, I have to ask, because someone mentioned today at work that they're like, because we put out uh, at Ranker, we put out the best uh, NYCC cosplay. Mm. And I thought it was actually really good. Like, the 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 cosplays that came out of it, uh, of NYCC, every year always astound me. But they're like, oh, it doesn't, someone was like, it doesn't compare to San Diego at all. And I'm like, I, no, I don't know. I it's think, right up there with San Diego. Yeah. There's, There's probably just the quantity cosplayers. of it aren't as many. Aren't yeah. As many. Right. So, yeah, not nearly. It's a sardine can, San Diego Comic Con. Yeah. And New York is a great convention because you can walk around a little bit. But you know what? DC didn't show up. DC really? didn't. D- really? DC didn't have a booth, but Chevy does. So it's a little bit of a weird <laughs> convention. <laughs> but well, especially one- New York really needs a Chevy. <laughs> right. Booth. The one thing that's really cool about New York Comic Con that no other convention touches is its Artist Alley. The Artist Alley is party town. It is just. Yeah. Everybody's hanging out down there. All the professionals, all the writers, all the artists. I went up to Jeff Darrow, who did all the designs on Matrix and does like Shaolin Cowboy, Big Guy, Rusty the oh, Robot. Nice. And it's just an amazing 
amazing artist. And he was selling prints for like $10. I mean, the guy, Howard Chaikin, the guys who were down there, Chris Claremont, it was just, if there's somebody you really wanted to meet, they were there and they were accessible, which is something about Artist Alley in New York Comic Con that none of the other conventions can mm. touch. So if you guys really want to like meet creators, New York Comic Con is the way to go. Because uh, it's still about the comics. That, well, it's in a separate building, pretty much. The, oh, really? the Artist Alley is on almost a separate building, ah. but that place is party town. The other place is where you celebrate all that stuff that those poor guys made that they aren't <laughs> making profit off of. You know, like, like, like Marvel and all these guys are like up there profiting off of this stuff when the guys who made it are down there in like some sub-basement giant hall that are you know by themselves in a different building, literally a different building down a long hallway. Um, but you know what? It's great being in New York. The energy's there. But San Diego Comic Con is all of downtown San Diego. Yeah. New York. I mean, you you walk across the street, you're in New York. It's not it's not Comic Con anymore. Right, right. You, might, you might pass a, a cosplayer going to it, but it's just cool to be in New York. And then Reed Pop announced that they're doing Paris Comic Con. Uh, of course, we've got Kamikaze at the end of the month. Yeah. And Kamikaze has a lot of cool. Uh, you know, panels and comic book creators as well. They've got. I mean, they you know they have super nerd trivia going on at Comic Con. <laughs> uh, not self-promoting. And you were about that one, guys. Uh, you, you know what I mean, I'm moderating? I'm moderating a lot. Rob Liefeld. What? <laughs> and I was wondering, like, like, would it be cool to just show up for the for the panel? It's like a one-on-one moderation. Yeah. Would it be cool if I just wear a shit ton of belts and pouches, or like you know dress like remember his like characters yeah, that all had like giant shoulder pads, huge boobs on guys. Well, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, maybe. All right, I'm in. I don't know, but uh, <laughs> yeah. hey, Kamikaze is October yeah. 31st through the second. If you guys want to come down to LA at the LA Convention Center, go get your KamikazeExpo.com tickets and come meet Stan Lee and see me maybe embarrass myself in front of Rob Liefeld or get punched in the face. Yeah, I think you should definitely do it. <laughs> I, I'm, <laughs> I'm not. I don't joking. know if I own that many belts. I, th- I, I would. To- I'm totally gonna do it. I have one belt I can contribute. <laughs> I mean, I, and I've never worn it. <laughs> yeah. Well, why? Why do you need to? Yeah, exactly. Because remember, who these X-Men designs were just like belt upon belt. Belt upon belt. Right. Upon Lots belt. of pouches. Lots of pouches. Yeah, all these pouches. What the fuck did the '90s X-Men need all those pouches for? Like, at what, at what point did like Cyclops be like, "Well, Wolverine never did co- <laughs> cocaine." What are you talking about? He had there was the most no calm. point. See, yeah. there's like, no <laughs> point in in Wolverine doing any kind of drug because it's going to instantly be out of his system. That's a true point. That's right there. Um, I, How is that's that why he did them all the time. So, 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 so if, if, if if any of the X-Men had to do was is like a hardcore drug user, who would it be? Maggot. Well, uh, yeah. Juggernaut. <laughs> well, Juggernaut. Yeah. Well, he's got the he's got the 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 gem of Sidorak. So like he's basically possessed by a demon. He well, basically has those powers. So he he's kind of on crystal. The no, 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 that's what I was gonna say. That, 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 that was the thing. It's like once you start going, you're yeah. not gonna fucking stop, and you just keep going for a long period of time. Yeah, the Juggernaut. Nothing can stop him. He's yeah, just, he's just high as a kite. <laughs> the line, 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 line. He's like, I got that crystal. Like he's going through walls and shit. Like, do you remember the the rumor when Tiffany? Remember the pop star Tiffany? Oh yeah. When Tiffany was like. On the downhill, she was supposed after that one song. <laughs> she, she was supposedly high, like always, like into something hard, like 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 PCP or something crazy, right? And supposedly she had like fucking Hulk strength when they went to arrest her. Really? Oh, oh yeah, yeah that PCP is the, is the Superman drug. Yeah, is, is it? So like, no, so like yeah. Tiffany's like ripping shit out of the ground and like swinging at police officers I, and stuff. I heard of, of a dude. Um, uh, one of my cousins, like old ex-boyfriends, was a cop, and um, I heard a guy that was on PCP. Um, he lost his foot. <laughs> and, and he was st- still running from the cops. Oh my god! 
Like, and I was like, he has to be running like one foot up on the curb or something to equal that out. That's like, Quicksilver. Beep, boop, beep, I think boop, that's beep. that's either Quicksilver or uh, or Northstar, one of those speedsters. Can you imagine like being? Because that's the thing. Like the Flash just premiered right, last right. week, uh-huh, and uh-huh. it's really great. And we'll talk about it a little later yeah, in the show. Yeah. But like, what if you fucking snag as the Flash? You were gonna fucking destroy shit. Like you trip as the Flash because people trip. Right, everyone right. Trips. everyone like, trips like, on nothing. There's them. cracks. Oh. <laughs> like Olympians trip. Yeah. You know what I mean? Uh, on the white painted lines. Uh, well, they, they, act, the, they showed it in the premiere. If you're the they Flash and you trip, fuckers gonna die. Yeah. Like fuckers are going to die. Buildings are going Buildings to crumble. Buildings are gonna crumble. Because yeah. you are going to vibrate through the street into a building. You're just gonna destroy the whole damn thing. You're gonna shake the foundation of it, and people will die. So. So we have ladies calling in later, right? What is going <laughs> on? We need to offset some of this. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, this is what Geeks Games about, and they made it this what part if the of the flash show. trips? I, I think they would have bailed a lot, like, lot earlier if this isn't what they were in. What for if with Storm the Geeks sneezes? <laughs> like this is it's, it's a little akin to the butterfly waving, like like mm-hmm. flapping its wings and having the butterfly effect. If, if Storm sneezes, fucking continents are gonna collapse. <laughs> uh, this is Geekscape. I mean, if you guys are subscribing to us on iTunes or on Stitcher, we really appreciate it. Put up those reviews and definitely tell your friends to subscribe because this is what we've been doing for eight. Years, and eight years. Of course, on SoundCloud you can get every single episode of the show. The Walking Dead premiere was last night, and I mm-hmm. loved it. But and we'll talk about it a little later. But I kept remembering, like uh, Scott came on the show. He's now the showrunner. Scott, yeah, Scott, Scott Gimple. Gimple. He came on mm-hmm. when he was just one of the writers of The Walking Dead. And I was like, man, we have access on SoundCloud and, and to easily to touch your fingertips to just get every single old episode, yeah. which is amazing because we've had some great guests. And we've got some great guests coming up soon. Um, later on in the show, in a couple of minutes, we got this guy, Brett Weiss, who's going to call in. And he wrote the 100 Greatest Console Video Games from 1977 to 1987. Which mm, I, 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 I started pouring through this book and being like, okay, what are my favorite console games from that era like those 10 years the beginning of console gaming i have a question of one game that um i'm a little upset isn't in that book that i have for him <laughs> okay for right. sure if, if it has anything to do with general custer we're gonna find out whether <laughs> what <laughs> fine i won't ask it if it, has, if it has anything to do with custer's revenge or any like the porno games that they made for ataris they're my favorite <laughs> i love two-bit porno <laughs> oh my god that one block's going into the other block the other thing, like like like, like pong if, was. if you if you if yep. you reverse engineered the systems with those old console games, like I know they did it with Tengen, and mm-hmm. they made of those like the illegal uh, uh, unlicensed Tengen games. Tengen was one of those companies. They had the different cartridge. Mm. It was like a weird black cartridge. And Is they, that like a weird game they released, genie? No, they, re- they released like a gauntlet. They released Tetris, and, and they didn't have the license from Nintendo to make Nintendo games. So uh-huh. they reverse engineered the Nintendo and started programming for it anyway. And, and Atari just gave their license to everybody right. back in the day. Yeah. And that's how you ended up with those porno games like Custer's yeah. Revenge, which yeah. I don't think is one of the top 100 it, it should, like, no. in here. Adult, it uh, my, my favorite okay. was, uh, you know, Sierra Online. Of course. They had, uh, what was it, Hot Tub, Adult Hot Tub Adventures. <laughs> we're going to talk about, porn, I guess I guess we're going to talk about porno console <laughs> games, PC games, and really the top 100 hot. greatest console video games of all time when we get right back from break with uh, author Brett Weiss. Thanks for listening to Geekscape. We'll be right back after this short message. All right, all right, we're back with Geekscape. And uh, as we were discussing, calling up on the show is going to be uh, Brett Weiss, the uh, author of the 100 greatest video games from 1977 to 1987. And I guess there you have the Atari, you got the Odyssey, 
Obviously, you have the NES and the Sega Master System, but what other systems were there out there? ColecoVision. ColecoVision. Well, I've never heard of ColecoVision. Really? Ah. Yeah, there were a couple like Atari-ish yeah. clones. You, you know, um, they the were Intelli- for people who in- can't afford Atari. The Intellivision. Ah. Intellivision. I have like I don't even know what number it is. It's like the Atari that had like the keyboard right on it with like the side slotting. Is it the twenty six hundred? No, no, no. It's 70... before that. It was before the twenty six hundred. Really? I think it was. No um, idea. No yeah, idea. Me either. What about the Vextron? Oh my god, I don't know that one either. I played it in Seattle for the first time. Seattle has this really cool video game museum. Yes. And they have this thing called the Vextron or, or Vextrex or something. And it was literally... You take it's just vector pla- graphics? You know, yeah, it's like these. Ve- there are vectors um, on the screen, but you ha- every game comes with a plastic card mm-hmm. that you put on the screen uh, that are things like mountains or whatever the, the they, whatever they want yeah. the built-in level to look like. <laughs> I just like drawing... And then, the, and then the vectors are the things that are the variables that can right. fly in or out of the thing. So um, yeah, they, I'm, I'm only checking my phone to see if, if to make sure that Brett, if he needs to, can call in. Uh, I, I love well, the technology of stickers. It, 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 it's yeah, an amazing it was thing in, in the late so 70s, every game, 80s. Every game you had to swap out this plastic card mm-hmm. to make sure that uh, that you had this game. It was weird. It was really weird. But I, I, th- I guess there are games like that that are happening now. It was like the, it was the original Amiibo, <laughs> or maybe it was the original Skylanders. You know what I mean? Where like now games do come with their own specific toys. Mm-hmm. You know, obviously Disney Infinity is. I mean, if you're an adult and your kid is like into a Disney Infinity, like you're bankrupt. Right. <laughs> do you remember uh, Captain Video? Mm-hmm. No, or, no, Captain. Was it Captain Video? Captain yeah. TV? I'm not. I'm not sure. Uh, it was. A, there was a TV show okay. that came with. Uh, like you had a. You had a toy that was like. Uh, like a spaceship, and the this TV would like broadcast signals out. to the toy, and it would explode at certain points. Okay, this is definitely a porno. <laughs> <laughs> well, what is the toy? You're talking about it's watching like, porn, and the porn, and the toy that comes with it is your penis. <laughs> and you're like, oh, at certain points you'd just be watching it, and then boop. I mean, it's just, they're telling you to like just do certain movements at certain times. Oh, this is not you're not fighting what my my what? idea here. So, so I've got two voicemails. It might have been Brett trying to call. Is there a way to do outgoing calls to the guy? Uh, can we can we give him uh, a phone call? Is that all right? Can we can we call him up on the on the phone? Let's try let's try Brett. Yeah, um, just slide it around. Well, I'll handle one. I don't. Oh, you need yeah. the number. Yeah, I'm not gonna give Brett's I number. I really out wish that the there was a no, 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 there's I a camera pointed right. at the booth right now because he is looking <laughs> so intently at your phone. <laughs> I'm so sorry about that. So you got it? You got it? Let's see. let's try and get Brett on the air. I think he's tried to call, but um, to no avail. Uh, yeah, no. I, 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 this book is cool. When it showed up, it just started taking me down memory lane again. Yeah. It's the 100 greatest console games from 1977 to 1987. It's available now, but Brett's kind of like a he's kind of a, a master of everything retro. Which is cool. He's got tons of books on retro. Hey, Brett, are, um, are you on? Let's see. We're waiting on Brett to, to call. The guys in the studio are doing a great... They're awesome. They were great. You, you know what week. I love about the last two weeks of the show? The continuity and fluidness of the phone calls are part of I mean, the honestly, phone they, they're my hey, favorite part. Hey, listen, last week's phone calls were the other... They, they'd had a drop connection. This week, I don't know what's happening. Uh, <laughs> we got Brett on the, on the line? We'll find out. Brett. This is Brett. Hey, Brett. Hey. There you are. Um, sorry, about the, sorry about the snafus with the phone calls, but uh, we were just talking about your book, The 100 Greatest Video Games. Those are console video games from 1977 to 1987. And, uh, Brett, what's the idea for making these books? Because you've got a couple retro title books that I think are really great resources for remembering the history of video games. Well, is that, I mean, is that always been your passion? Uh, yeah. Um... When I was a kid, uh, my cousin got Pong around 19, 
uh, mid, you know, mid seventies when the home consoles first started coming out, uh, just the dedicated console pong, and I was utterly fascinated by that. I'd played it before in the arcade. Uh, 74, 75, I started going to the arcades, uh, bowling alleys, skating rinks, and started noticing the pinball machines and, you know, a gunfight and Pong and some of the early video games. And I was just fascinated by that. And um, when the Atari 2600 started showing up and in televisions and some of my friends' house, you know, homes, I'd go over there as often as I could uh, just to play their games. And, you know, I was probably a nuisance. I'd go to <laughs> go over, and if they weren't, you know, playing their game system, I'd wonder why they weren't doing that. You know, I didn't have one myself. We couldn't really afford anything like that. Uh, or at least my parents chose not to afford something like It'll that. It'll melt your and, brain. Uh, It'll melt your brain. So, yeah, exactly. Well, you know, they didn't really have a problem with video games per se. That it, Me and my brother went to the arcade. You know, we'd scrap together a couple of quarters and go to the arcade, but they just didn't want to spend, you know, at the time it was $300, you know, in like 1981, wow. it was $300 for a television and $200 for an Atari 2600. And that was just way out of, my parents weren't about to spend that amount of money. On you. But, but I was just fascinated by, you know, I just, I, I just love those games. Just the idea of uh, manipulating objects on a television screen fascinated me somehow when I was a kid. And uh, what led to uh, writing the book? So, are you actually going back and playing some of these uh, some of these games? Oh, absolutely! Uh, I've got a upstairs in my house. I've got a very large game room, and I've got uh, like twenty nine consoles set up on play. A lot of you know all the old systems. Got some new stuff as well. But uh, but yeah, definitely. When I write about these games, I go back and uh, play them, replay them. And, uh, you know, just to brush up my memory, I, I hate to just rely on memory alone. And I still like to play the old games. Uh, so, yeah, I definitely uh, brush up, uh, you know, here and there. It's a great excuse to, to, you know, dust off the old systems and the old cartridges and, you know, give them a whirl. Wow. So did you did you have when, that set up before, before you started writing these? Yeah, were you a gamer before you started um, writing these or, or as a product? Yeah, though? well... I the first game system I owned was Christmas of 1982. I got, I got a ColecoVision for Christmas, and I actually had to pitch in. ColecoVisions were 200 bucks at the time. I had to pitch in half of that with yard mowing money. I was 15 years old, so that's the first one I've owned. And when I got that one, uh, you know, I I just sort of kept current with every. You know, after that I turned 16 and got a job and. So I was able to, you know, start buying consoles and game systems. And, I, you know, you started after the video game crash in uh, mid-'80s. And, you know, you start seeing some of the old consoles. Uh, once the NES and then the Sega Genesis came out, you start seeing a lot of the older stuff show up at garage sales. So I started adding to my collection. So I've been collecting pretty much ever since then. Wow. And so just, yeah, so. This has just now become, like, cool to, like, collect old game systems. And he started, he started doing it, like, yeah, in the late 80s. Yeah, I was because collecting in the 90s when, you know, huge. I was amazed when, you know, when the, when the Internet, you know, finally got really established uh, in the mid-90s. And I started finding out that other people collected old games, too. I was just blown away. I figured I was the only one. And now you have barcades. Now you have these, uh, these bars starting up where they have classic arcade games or they have pinball machines. And they actually make it a part of the whole social thing where it's cool to go and play video games and drink again. I mean, I thought arcades were done uh, for. Yeah, absolutely. Just a few years ago, it was, you know, it was almost unheard of. And, and now they're kind of popping up, you know, all over the country, you know, just these massive pinball parlors or, you know, just bars with, you know, 10 or 12 classic arcade games. So are you going to so, change? Yeah, it's really yeah. cool. Hey, so, so you're upstairs. Are you going to turn into an opium den? Maybe, you know, start up there that way. You, I mean, you've already got the games. Invite the people over, you know. 
Chase the dragon uh, around the I, room. I don't know enough people didn't buy it. <laughs> and then chase uh, the dragon in adventure, am I right? That's the other uh, byproduct of writing games about video games, and we know it well here on Geekscape. You just don't know enough people to invite. <laughs> but it makes you know what it, ma- it makes birthday well, dinners know, really cheap. One thing about it, I've been I've been doing a lot of video game conventions over the last few. Ever since I started writing these books, my first book I started writing in 2006, wow. and uh, it was published in 2007. And ever since I've started doing this, I've started uh, traveling all over to go to video game conventions. Um, I think I went. Um, there's. Like, I go to the Classic Gaming Expo every year in Las Vegas, mm-hmm. and then uh, around t- I live in Fort Worth, so in Dallas-Fort Worth area, in Austin, in Oklahoma, there's there's quite a few uh, video game conventions now, so um, I've met a lot of people, uh, really cool people through these shows. I've actually gained a lot of friends, you know, just doing all these shows, so it's, that's been kind of a nice little uh, side benefit of going to these shows, is, you know, just making some really good friends. That's your Geekscape. So, uh, Brett, as yeah. a specialist, as an expert, I'm, t- I'm going to call you the top expert on retro gaming. What are your personal top five retro games? Like if somebody wanted to go find an emulator or actually go find the old systems, like what are the top five can't miss from Brett Weiss? Like what are the ones? Well, uh, I really like uh, maze games. I like shooters. I like climbing games, all the old genres. If I had to nail it down to five, I'd probably pick uh, Space Invaders for the Atari 2600. It's one of the few console games, especially back then, that was actually better than the arcade version. Wow. It had a two-player simultaneous mode. It had all these different, you know, zigzagging bullets. It had invisible invaders. You know, it had all these different, uh, um, you know, just different variations. So just a great port. I'm a big fan of the original Mario Brothers for the NES, the two-player simultaneous non-scrolling platform game where you can compete or uh, not Super you know, Mario Brothers, uh, but the classic Mario Brothers. To, yeah. you know, that's the one with the turtles and the pipes, yeah. right? Yeah, that's the one in the sewer where you can mess yeah, each other up by hitting yeah, the power block. Exactly. You're in the sewer, yeah. you knock over the turtles and the other creatures, and then you kick them off the screen, and it's just a lot of fun. You can cooperate to go through the screen. levels, or it's even more fun to compete where you try to you know sabotage each other. That's a great game. So those are two. What, what would other three be? Uh, the other two of the other three are ColecoVision games. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mr. Do, it's the maze game that's similar to Dig Dug. Mm-hmm. It's a, just a fantastic game with tons of strategies. And another maze game for ColecoVision that I really love is Ladybug. And it's, you know, if you don't really know much about it, you know, you can just say it's a basic Pac-Man clone where, you know, you just crawl around, uh, you know, eating dots and avoiding, you know, four enemies. But it's got a lot more uh, strategies than Pac-Man. You can spell out special, you can spell out extra, and there's ways to trap the enemies and things like that. It's just a great game. That's and Mr. I really Do? love... Uh, do what? That's, that's Ladybug. 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 Yeah, Ladybug's a popular one. Uh, what, what would be yeah, your that's fifth? A, that's just a fantastic game. What would be your fifth all And then all there's s- a fifth one is Warlords for the Atari 2600, because it's one of the greatest four-player games of all time. It uses those great uh, Atari 2600 paddle controllers, it's really smooth paddle control, and uh, it's just a fantastic, uh, you know, that and Wii Sports. You know, there's just these great four-player games that'll just always be fun. And Warlords definitely, uh, you know, that's the one where you've got four uh, like areas. You know, there's a corner in each corner of the TV screen. You know, you've got your little castle or whatever there, and you, the ball bounces around kind of like a breakout or pong. And you you protect your uh, castle and all four players you know playing and it's just a great party game. I think I went over to a friend's house a few uh, years ago and he had uh, Warlord going and I'd never seen it before. But 
you know, we, we went outside and came back in, and that thing was constantly getting played by whoever was in the living room because it, it was that oh, it's, competitive. It's, it's great. Yeah, it's, it's the great equalizer because it's just, you know, everybody has a fair chance, but the, the, the more skilled player generally wins. But you can team up against, the, you know, two weaker players can team up against a stronger player. Um, it's just a great game. If you like Pong and Breakout, it's like that, but with but just, you know, a whole lot better because it's got, uh, you know, like I said, the four players, and it's just got it's just a great game, fast and fun. So to wrap up, do you do you still uh, play games? Do you play modern games? What would you be playing today? Uh, yeah, I do actually. Um, I I write for the Fort Worth Star Telegram, the big newspaper here. I do their fall and spring previews, so I keep pretty current with the modern stuff. Uh, I got a Wii U for the kids for Christmas, and I've been playing uh, Hyrule Warriors lately because I got a, a preview copy of it. Oh, on Nintendo. That. That's the one game I get. Yeah. I get that. Yeah, it's it's a cool game, and uh, I play. I've got an Xbox 360 that I play from time to time, and uh, looking forward to the new Smash Brothers for the Wii U to, to, to actually play as Pac-Man. That's I think that's going to be cool. That's awesome. Yeah, it, I mean that that one on the 3DS just sold gangbusters. So I mean, when the Wii U comes out, oh, you know, yeah. it's going to be a huge system seller. Uh, so, Brett, absolutely. The name of the book is the 100 Greatest Console Video Games from 1977 to 1987. Where can we pick it up? You can get it on Amazon.com. Uh, pretty soon, it's going to be available at Barnes and Noble stores uh, all over the country. And you can uh, you can link to any of my books on my website, which is BrettWeissWords.com, which is B-R-E-T-T-W-E-I-S-S Words.com. Dude, Brett, thank you so much. We're going to have you on Geekscape again soon. Uh, in, I love the book, okay, man. Thanks for sending great. it to me. And I, I think everybody okay, in the audience thank you should very pick much. it up. I've, I appreciate it. Love you, Brett. We'll be right back after these messages. There it is right there, Ladybug. I'm clicking through the book right now and just I'm checking out Ladybug. Just checking out Ladybug. I'm, I'm really Ladybug. angry. We ran out of time and didn't get to ask him about the game that I wanted to. Which, what game Custer's, was that? Revenge? I know. I'm not about that game. game? I know, although that was my number one all-time play of all time. No, it's a little bit later than that, but did either one of you remember um, the Where's Waldo NES video game from 1991? So, Jonathan. <laughs> yeah, that's 91. Yeah. 90, no, 91 is not in the book. I know. I know it's a little bit later, but he should have changed it to 91 because Where's Waldo on 8-bit is impossible to find anyone ever. You know, that in the Spy vs. Spy game where you oh, can actually fuck I, with each no, other no, with I buckets above doors and no, stuff, that, that was, was actually a tight that game. That was awesome. I was, I was kidding about Where's Waldo because it was Let's the worst fucking Let's talk about Gremlins 2 on Game Boy, <laughs> shall we? No, actually, Actually, uh, let's talk about how awesome the Walking Dead premiere was last night. Um, I don't know if you guys have been watching The Walking Dead, but it always it always has its super high episodes. Mm-hmm. Like it has episodes that just kick ass, right? And then it has episodes where we're gardening all episodes. <laughs> yeah, we're, we're gardening, or it's like or everyone's like, sick. Okay, or, we get or, it. Or you're in the prison and you don't close doors. Yeah, yeah. Like Oops. If, if there's man eating things that don't know how to open doors. Close every damn door. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Like you know, put a so, damn pressure plate down. Put a pressure. You know, <laughs> maybe don't hang out in a morgue or a funeral home in a land of Walking Dead. The, the, there's just a lot. <laughs> just, sometimes, sometimes in the show, you get uh, people acting dumb just for the sake of a plot happening. Right. right. Where if people were just smart, like I don't know, not use knives, but actually use distance creating weapons like right. poles like why is nobody using a pole in the with walking a, dead everybody's like i'm gonna stab that zombie in the knife it, it, with a knife it's like dude it can scratch you you're dead you're like, i've got nail clippers dead. here attack if the fucking thing sneezes on you you're dead yeah like oh, this is, zombie, zombie sneezes well whatever the hell they do they, they definitely puke they definitely drip they definitely do nasty stuff they, they definitely ooze and if any of that crap gets in you 
It's like Ebola. Okay, that shit goes down like Ebola. You're dead. You are dead. So why are you using knives? Like, remember, like when they're like, "Hey, wait, take this," and they give the person a knife. It's like, you want me to die, motherfucker? No, and they give the kid. I don't know. They're like, they're like, "Hey, let's give all the children, teach them how to use the close combat <laughs> we- weapons." They're not. They're not in the desert. Yeah, they're teach in them the sniper forest where there rifles. are tons of trees. Where, what the fuck do you think poles are made out of? They're made <laughs> out of trees. You're in the forest with a bunch of fucking poles everywhere. Start making distance creating weapons. I would have a damn ski pole. That's what I would do. I, I would like break into a ski lodge and just use ski poles because they got little stoppers so like the zombie can't go through the zombie and then it slides down and eats that's, you. A ski <laughs> pole is still pretty short. A ski, uh, is, it, is a ski pole? Like, what, you I mean, okay, it's like, like a ski pole. Let's get more douchey with it. Let's get more douchey with it. You know who wins the zombie apocalypse? Oh, Aquaman with that fucking trident. That's who wins. You get pole axes. Just break into any museum that's around and steal some pole axes. Oh, shit would get medieval real quick. Yeah. The medieval people knew how to create like distance. Why aren't they wearing armor? Armor and shit. Right. I'd be running like a hockey player. I don't care if it's Georgia and it's like hot and stuff. Pole vaulters would win. Oh yeah. Yeah. I mean, then they they could like stab one right in the eye and then vault over the rest of them. So I want to see that happen right now. Right. 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 Well, in the video game, I think they. They definitely jumped roofs in the in the Telltale games, which is awesome. And my favorite version of The Walking Dead. But um, last night was not one of those episodes where you're sitting there going, "Oh my God, why are they acting so stupid? It's so obvious." And uh, you know, obviously in the last, uh, if, I don't know if you, I don't want to spoil too much, but if you guys watch The Walking Dead, at the tail end of the last uh, uh, season four was mm-hmm. they're all, they're all got caught in like terminus, which we all think is a bunch of cannibals that They've have trapped the wrong people yeah they, people have put up like signs being like hey salvation is here just come to terminus and there's little maps to teach you like how to get to terminus and then as soon as you get to terminus they just like club you Shut in the head the door they put, you, they put you in a fucking <laughs> rail car and they're like yeah, you ain't getting out of here you're gonna get eaten so they all i mean they should they should have known when they saw all of the people barbecuing <laughs> where have we seen that much meat before yeah, right hey right. how you guys doing you want a steak oh yeah you know, where did those cows here? come from we you got a lot of cows? When you don't see cows and you don't see Popeyes or anything like, hanging out, you and they're cooking meat, you got to think something is up, yeah. right? Maybe some of the slower people are missing a couple limbs because things got lean in the winter. But yeah, they get caught in this at the end of the last season. And you know it from the, from the comics, too, if you've been reading, but they're in this rail car and these cannibals are going to come eat them. And so that's where this season five starts. And it's pretty awesome because the entire episode is just nonstop action. And I don't want to spoil it for you, but... They get out of the rail car very quickly hmm. in the beginning of it. It's not like they spend Thank all. Thank God. It's like I they, haven't seen the episode imagine? yet. They but spend I was, all season that, in the rail that's car. That's what I was scared of. Anybody know any jokes or songs? <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but what we didn't see in what wasn't part of the Terminus storyline in the end of the last season was that uh, that um, Tyrese and Carol are out there walking around with the baby, mm-hmm. and so you quickly go to Tyrese and Carol, and they're headed to Terminus. But they catch wind that Terminus may not be the salvation that everybody mm. thinks it is. In mm. this episode is a Carol kicks ass episode. That's she awesome. fucking blows some motherfuckers up. She is just killing people in this episode. It is awesome. And it's not like they get guns and they're like, okay, we're safe. Let's get the hell out of here. No, they get guns and they say, okay, now we're going to go kill these people because Fuck they yes. tried to eat us. Yeah. So this, thank I, God. I couldn't believe all the stuff that they were showing beyond just the people getting chopped up mm-hmm. and like cut up to become food, which is really graphic even for cable television. They go to extremes with cable TV now. People mm-hmm. are getting chopped up but then beyond that, just the 
massacring you see on screen, people just getting gunned down. And it's not like, hey, I'm over here having them turn and gunning down. No, it's shooting them in the back. <laughs> it's pretty awesome. And you definitely cheer for some of these guys. Like, it's about time they start being smart yeah. and saying, you know what? I'm not going to give that guy a chance to turn around and shoot me. All right. So The Walking Dead... This is the best season premiere that they've had, and it was yeah. also the highest rated. Highest rated. How, what did it come highest in at? Rated. It came in at 17.3 million viewers. Oh, my God. Oh my God. It was up 7% from last season's premiere, which was the previous record holder. And they've already said, that obviously, season six is going to happen, and they've got the Walking Dead spinoff show that's starting up. Uh, it's great time to be a geek mm-hmm. watching television. Like, the Flash premiere is oh awesome. Oh, my God. It was such a good premiere. It was premiere. so good. This, the Flash pilot is better than any single Arrow episode, and I love Arrow. Yeah. I love drinking that Miraguru. But what they do with the Flash, which is so great, is the explosion at Star Labs that creates the Flash. Mm-hmm. Also opens it up to create all these different bad guys and good guys with superpowers, and they get to have superpowers in this. this yeah, is it's, what, not the, so, the arrow, it's not like, the street level like the stuff. stupid uh, having because you have Nightingale mm-hmm. uh, in in Arrow. Well, you have uh, yeah, it's not Nightingale. I mean, sorry, Black Canary. Or Black Canary. You have Black Canary in in the Arrow, but she doesn't get to have her high pitched voice. She has like stupid her sonic scream. Yeah, she doesn't get a sonic scream. She has a stupid thing that does it. Yeah, but in this, like, you have the metahumans finally. You have possibly Gorilla Grodd. Like, there's a Gorilla Grodd shout out. You know, yeah. you know from what came out of New York Comic Con that they've got Captain Cold coming. Mm-hmm. It, it, they've got the Pied Piper, which we'll see yeah. how that happens. But it, I mean, maybe a piece of technology yeah, there. The, Professor Zoom obviously hinted at in the it's gonna premiere. It's going to be awesome. Yeah, Flash is going to be great. Gotham, I think, is this year's. Uh, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Yeah. Where you kind of have to give it a few episodes or a season to, well, it did, to get it, its legs. They announced it today that it did get picked up for a full season. I have hope so, for Gotham. Yeah. It has gotten better every episode. Yeah, well, has there been two or did, did been three, three just come out? Three, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah the, the Gotham, I, it, I, I have a bad feeling it's exactly what's going to happen with Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. with me. I have such high hopes for it, and now I'm like six episodes in, I'm like, now I have to finish watching it. Like yeah, I, it's, I'm it's, a type of person who never gets up on watching a show. Right, like yeah. Once I start, like I'll give it the whole thing, and then I'll just keep watching it. Agents just of I'm S.H.I.E.L.D. got better. Agents yeah. of S.H.I.E.L.D. has gotten better, yeah. and it's, yeah, but it's, it's stayed good in season two no, so far. I, I, yeah. Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., I think just sucked so bad in the beginning <laughs> now it's mediocre you think it's good it's just that, uh, no comment but you may be well hmm. yeah it, it just g- gave you such a shit show to begin with you're now like, you're like oh, the this is so man. fantastic and the absorbing now, man's killing people this is great yeah <laughs> he just pieces, turned her in a noodle no piece of shit <laughs> well, just a better piece of shit well, well where's gotham go i think the i think the strength of gotham right now is the dude who plays the penguin like he's pretty he's good. Really, he's good. really good in that uh, absolutely but how, but how, quick, how quickly fish mooney yeah how quickly do they kill like uh, uh, Jada Pinkett Smith when they realize that maybe this isn't working? Yeah, you know, uh, uh, yeah. That, no, they're never going to. She's, no, they no, they absolutely will. One thing I like is no, how it's she's realistic. In the show. I yeah. like how it's realistic and gritty because it's Gotham and it's countered everything else. Get they have an episode where somebody's killing people by handcuffing them to weather balloons and sending them up into the stratosphere. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, really? <laughs> when you see like they cut to the commercial and some dude going no and he's getting sucked into the stratosphere you're like what the f- this is this is cartoony as it's hell it's adorable it was hilarious um, new Red Bull space jump yeah right but, but, it, but it's obvious I, I think it's cool that I mean it's cool enough for us to stick to and yes the guy who plays the penguin is the strength that is going to carry us through it but uh, mm-hmm. if you, I mean Walking Dead let's hope it, it holds together Let's hope that it, you know there aren't a lot of lull episodes where they just say, okay, well, we we bust our budget on the premiere with all those zombies and the explosions. 
let's have a talking through feelings episode right. where like, like season two. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like season well, two where it was gotten, like life on the farm yeah. every week. Honestly, when when Scott took it over, Scott Gimple took it over, it, it's gotten a oh, lot better. Oh, they cranked better. that shit to yeah. well, When did he take it over? He took it season, over season four. Season oh, four. okay. I was going to say, the, the last couple seasons or whatever, or, uh, this is five now? Yeah, or is, season yeah. five. Yeah, last season was a lot better than the previous yeah. two and a half. Yeah, it was just cranked. It felt like this. It felt like the the premiere episodes that Daramont did. Those first two that mm-hmm. were just like action and good storytelling. So uh, we have high hopes for The Walking Dead, and obviously we still have yet to see Constantine. I watched the pilot, Constantine pilot. It's yeah. cool. Yeah, I mean, but I watched it as well. You have to like you, you you can't trust it in the fact that it's premiere. It's a Friday night show mm-hmm. on NBC at 9 p.m. That's a and death slot. It doesn't have slot. Keanu Reeves in it, so, you know, That's it's a real death tough. slot. No, this guy actually looks like Constantine. He actually does. Like yeah. I liked the pilot. Is he British? I don't know. I, I know that Eric No, Francisco, no, no. I mean, is the is the character British? Yeah, in the yeah, show. Yeah. Oh, yeah. In the, in the show. show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's based Good. on Sting. No, right. Because but, he wasn't British uh, in the movie. Yeah, yeah no, he wasn't he was British. Keanu. Nothing, well, about yeah. the, nothing in the movie was was working. For I thought me. I actually think Keanu was doing his British accent in that movie. <laughs> <laughs> that was his best crack. I mean, at Shia it. LaBeouf. Let's just say. <laughs> I mean, LaBeouf. we'll see. Uh, New York Comic Con. I know if you guys check Geekscape.net, we got a lot of New York Comic Con stuff coming up as well as you know. I, Eric Francisco hit the floor hard, and he was interviewing people from Sleepy Hollow, Constantine. So he's probably got some information on Geekscape that uh, that no one else has because Eric Eric's one of our new writers, and he really kicked ass and New York Comic Con. We're doing our own thing and Eric is like, anything you need me to do? I got the Constantine press room. I've got the Sleepy Hollow press room. Anything you want me to ask? Da, da, da. Like he's like he's like our Jimmy Olsen. He's like this little diligent reporter. He's like, you know, he shows up with his little press hat and he's like, I'm ready to go. Need me I've to got it, guys. What, what you're saying is <laughs> he's not jaded time? yet. He's not jaded yet. No, mm-hmm. you know, um, no, a lot of, this is the new era of Geekscape. Like Derek's kicking ass. We got Shane kicking ass. We got Ben Dunn over here on my left. Hey. Oh, who'd have thought this day? We got me Kenny barely Craig. holding my own. So, guys, <laughs> Geekscape's got new legs, baby. And we've been around eight years. We're going to be around probably eight years more. Uh, but right now, we got to take a little break for the ads. And we'll be right back to finish the show. Stick with us. <laughs> hey guys, welcome back to Geekscape. I just gotta say, uh, shout out to everybody at T Radio V. You guys yeah. are awesome. It's so great being here. Uh, Everyone is so pleasant. I love having the studio, and you know what? It's T Radio V Radio in TV, and a lot of people say on TV, but radio on TV is what happens if you're like growing up in the south and you get a new appliance and you just right. don't fucking throw out the old one yes. you're just like the old the new tv go on top of the old tv oh, tv broke let's put the radio back on top of the tv <laughs> that is t that is radio on tv this is radio in tv uh if you guys are listening to us we are geekscape and uh you can still find us on uh what else can you find out uh itunes stitcher soundcloud and uh right Internet. here on t radio v just which we everywhere. love um so let's keep talking there were a lot of uh cool announcements coming out of new york comic-con one of the ones that i thought was amazing was Daredevil on yeah. Netflix. Everything that came out of that uh, press conference, out of that, of that panel, looked awesome, including the, the costume. That yeah, costume. costume. Yeah, I saw the post that you made on it. On it. That people, costume people were, is a fucking amazing. I'll tell you right now, people were bitching because they wanted Why? the red costume. Guys, you're going to get the red costume. It is a Netflix 13-episode series. Yeah. In 13 episodes, you're going to get Matt Murdock in the red costume but like frank miller man without fear he's got to start out with just tying a freaking pantyhose around his head and going yeah. out like the like all black 
Because if you're a vigilante, you're running out on rooftops in the middle of the night. You're gonna run around on, in all black, trying right. to, you know, snatch some people, trying to stop Stay some in people in the shadows. In the shadows. So, uh, so the knee-jerk reaction that this uh, costume we saw with with Daredevil is bad is. N- it's wrong. But it looks exact. I love the fact that it looks exactly like a Joe Caseta Jr. Well, it, it literally is the suit from Man- yeah. from Frank Miller's Man Without Fear. Yeah. Put it up next to each other. It is the same suit from Frank yep. Miller's Man Without Fear, and it, it is so spot good. on. Charlie Cox, uh, I like him in, what's the Neil Gaiman movie that he's in? Uh, Stardust. Stardust. Like yep. In Stardust, I was like, oh, this guy is a little... You know, he's not manly enough to play, because uh, I, I, I don't watch Boardwalk Empire, but I was like, is this guy manly enough to play Daredevil and be knocking people's teeth yeah. out and mm-hmm. stuff, street level? But you know what? One thing about Stardust is I think he's a great actor. Mm-hmm. So he can probably become the dude who kicks ass. And he looks great as Matt Murdock. You know, Just uh, needs to grow a little uh, facial hair. And Vincent D'Onofrio <laughs> looks awesome as... as foggy? No, Vincent D'Onofrio. Oh, he's the, the kingpin. kingpin. Oh, yes. looks awesome. And I love that Karen Page is in it. I love that they're starting with the Karen Page stuff that they skipped in the Ben Affleck movie. Yeah. I could not be more excited for Daredevil. Uh, that stuff is just right. I mean, Daredevil is the best. Yeah. Next to Spider-Man, he's my second favorite hero. I'm so glad that he's getting mm. the Netflix treatment yeah. because 13 episodes. And they always do a really good job on, on all their stuff, except their second one or whatever, the Hemlock Grove. Hemlock Grove. <laughs> yeah. Hemlock Grove. You know, here's the thing. Hemlock Grove is a, so, a shitty TV dick. show. Uh, but it still looks really good. Yeah. Mm. It no, still looks really Netflix, good. Netflix, Amazon, these guys, it's the future of television. Yeah. You know, I mean. They're really taking over. Radio in the TV uh, aside. <laughs> <laughs> Netflix and uh, in the I mean maybe this Hulu is TV maybe Hulu in the computer <laughs> maybe <laughs> yeah. maybe maybe Hulu can work their way back into the equation like they've got some cool originals but right now everything is being decided on television by HBO uh, have you guys watched the Nick I haven't watched the Nick yet on Cinemax uh, but yeah, which I, is still on HBO I mean yeah Cinemax HBO is still bought, HBO. Uh, right. but let's see I mean that Amazon and, and Netflix is just where have it's you seen at. Transparent at all. No, I, I, I it's great. I, I watched amazing. the entire season in one night from like yeah. midnight to seven a.m. Yep. Yeah. Je- I mean, je- just because of Amazon. Jeffrey Tam- Tambor and my inner feelings. And he about plays myself. like what? he plays like a cross-dressing <laughs> father. Uh, he no, not trust, uh, not cross. He's dressing. transgender. He's a transgender. He's tra- transgender. Wow. Yeah, wow. Like he figures she. out um, that he's a she, like, or is ready to make that step to be like, be, and you be a she all, in real life. You binge watched it all one night. All in one is night. Is that fucking good? Um. Uh, to to, he, to be honest, awesome. I, I had insomnia and I couldn't sleep that night. He's fantastic in it. <laughs> uh, but it started uh, off as a really ringing endorsement. Yeah, yeah, it yeah. worked its way to being okay. <laughs> and you know what? It was a fantastic TV show that I totally watched <laughs> because I, I wanted to and I couldn't sleep because of it, not because of insomnia. <laughs> I'm still down. Uh, uh, I'll, I'll no, give it a shot. I mean, I still watched it. I didn't. I didn't change it. I, right. I had a. A plethora of other things to watch, and that was the only thing I decided to watch. Well, Borderlands yeah. comes out tonight. Tonight, I'm so and, excited. And, and you're, you're, we're not going to see you again. Yeah, yeah you're I'm, I'm going to be gone. Next week, next week I, we I'm, may not see you. I'm going to put my 175 hours into finishing that campaign. And, <laughs> is that how long it is? And, and, well, I don't know, but that's <laughs> right. like how long I spent on the first one or two of them. <laughs> yeah. like, and then then you can bury me, or you cremate me. Cremate uh, me. That'd be better. Um, did you sprinkle see, me over did you see what else Marvel's doing? Are they bringing back Civil War for next summer? Yeah. So they're bringing back the Civil War storyline, which is really to set up yep. the movies. Yep. Like It was just announced before we started the show that uh, Robert Downey Jr. signed on to be in Captain America 3. It's not even his <laughs> fucking movie. I, uh, it's not even his movie, but he's going to be in Captain America 3 and not even as a small role wow. where, where it's like, oh, he's a small plot point where Cap has to go to Tony for help because I think Tony and 
and they're he are going to hate each other yeah. at that point because yeah. the Superhero Registration Act is going to get introduced somewhere maybe after Avengers 2. It has to be around that time. Right? Maybe yeah. the fallout from Avengers 2 is like, okay, we need to start registering these superheroes and their alter egos. And Cap is like, this is wrong. It infringes on whatever. And Tony's like, it's safe. It keeps people from vig- being vigilantes. And I was the first one to do it at the end of Iron Man 1. Yeah. He came out and said, I'm Iron Man. <laughs> yeah. yep. um, in Captain America 3, it sounds like we're going to get Tony Stark for almost the entire movie. Wow. Which is insane. Is he or is he not doing an Iron Man 4 too? Uh, well, the rumor is going he's, he's going to be doing Iron Man. <laughs> Didn't 4. he say he would do it if and Mel doing, Gibson directed it? Yeah, yeah. I think that, that was a joke. No, it wasn't. Yeah. It was serious. Uh, was a I choose to yeah, believe it. Hollywood coke humor. You wouldn't get it. <laughs> uh, both of them would know about that. <laughs> no, yeah, I, I, mean, I do love that. They he, both had substance abuse problems. If we go back but, a month ago, yeah, uh, he was done. He was, he was done. done. Right. He was done with Marvel. Not but he made fifty million dollars on Avengers. Right. Fifty million dollars, and he's probably going to make. Post, like, and supposedly he's going to make thirty million on Cap. With, in Cap Three, and if Cap Three, not Chris Evans is like, where's my money for Cap Three? Yeah, no but if Cap Three does even better, Robert Downey Jr. has back end. So yeah. Robert Downey that, Jr. He's done that on every, on every movie crazy. since Iron Man One. He's like done all mostly so he's his made back end. Well over two hundred million dollars yeah. on yeah. these freaking things, and. The judge didn't totally open strong. I still want to see it, but the judge... I mean, it's funny yeah. how the judge doesn't do well at the box office, and all of a sudden it's like, well, I'll be in Captain America 3 sure. immediately. You know, I <laughs> love these one movies. This weekend. <laughs> I was going to walk away from the Marvel movies? Are you kidding me? You know, I... I uh, I'm looking forward to it, man. I think that this Guardians of the Galaxy rejuvenated yeah. the Marvel brand in a really creative way where all of a sudden they, they, they can possibly put MODOK in a Captain America 3. Oh they, can start doing, they can start doing some weird <gasps> stuff. So it's not just like, oh, yeah. Iron Man th- Iron Man pissed off a rich industrialist at a party and 10 years later he wants to come back and get revenge. Yeah. Like, come on, please. Now, let's do some weird shit. Let's see some cool, let's see Fin Fang Foom. We're like, oh, oh my God. God. <laughs> so so <laughs> since there's that rumor, well, it's not really a rumor. It's been, it's been proven, I guess, that, that Sony is interested in giving them giving Marvel back Spider-Man, or at least co-sharing or sharing it. So does that mean that we're going to get to see an Iron Spider? Yeah, like the actual Civil War storyline where yeah. Peter Parker's in the middle of Cap and Iron Man and being like, I don't know whether or not to reveal and my identity because every time I reveal my identity, somebody dies. You know, if it's Uncle Ben or if it's Gwen, like yeah. I've I've seen enough people die. <laughs> These two a holes are fighting it out. And then meanwhile, the Hulk probably causes all sorts of shit at the end sure. of supposedly the footage of uh, Age of Ultron has the Hulk fighting Iron Man and a bunch of different people. And it's like the Hulk. So yeah. I don't know if I don't know if Voltron takes over the Iron Man suits or whatever. Mm-hmm. But we, are they going to jettison his ass to Planet Hulk for a solo Hulk movie? I mean, they've already that's already been conjectured, right? right. Like that they're already saying that Mark Ruffalo is going to get two movies. It's an exciting time to be a geek. So and you know what? Batman Lego is getting his own movie. He is Lego uh, Batman. No, no don't do that. Because no, Lego man. Batman was is cool it? in Lego. And you, when I walked out of the Lego, there movie, it is. When I walked out of the Lego movie, I said to myself, I was like, there was more Batman in the Lego movie than there was in Dark Knight Rises. Yep. Like three times as much Batman in the Lego movie than in Dark Knight Rises. Dark Knight Rises it had like it was a it was a Bruce Wayne movie before he cameoed. And this that, movie but, was a Batman movie. Lego but, Batman is going to be awesome. The Lego movie, I went into it thinking it was going to be stupid. Right. Like, everyone said it was great, and I was like, okay, but uh, everyone's stupid. Like, yeah. like, I mean, and so I, I went into it thinking it was absolute stupid, and then I ended up watching it tw- two times in one night because it's it awesome. was so Wonderful. fantastic. But the I thought the worst part of it was Batman. Oh, no. He was, I did not like him in the uh, Lego movie, like, at all. It was everyone else in the I movie I just want to see Will Arnett as real Batman. Yeah. I did, I'm not I, a huge know? fan of Will Arnett. Oh, <laughs> uh, well, I mean, I, I mean, like he, I did not like him in anything ex- since uh, Rest of Development. 
I think he's, I, I thought that Lego Batman was hilarious. But you're right. There is that danger that in his own movie it's going to be too much. Yeah. Really relies on a hero's I, only as good as his rogues yeah, gallery. And if we can get, what, could you imagine getting some really hilarious comedians? Similar to Will Arnett to start doing the Rogues Gallery and have like the Joker and Two Face and Clayface maybe or some of the more obscure ones like yeah. Yeah. Egghead and all this stuff like uh, like being in the Batman movie. And it I was, think that's it's where the Batman Will Arnett, movie we all want. That's where Will Arnett I think he deserves to be. It's like in the obscure role and like the cameo. It's oh, okay. A, yeah, like not in the main role. It's, it's gonna um, be awesome. It's uh like fucking what's his name Deuce Bigelow or yeah. uh, well, what's that actor's name? He's uh, hilarious. Rob, Rob, oh yeah, Rob, Rob Schneider. Schneider. He's hilarious in cameos. Hey, cameos horrible as a main lead. I, I feel the same with Will Arnett. Okay, well the yeah. jury's still out until we get that movie. Um, guys, this is Geekscape. I, we really ran through it we today. Did. We talked some shit. Yep. We talked about comics, movies, video games, video TV. games. Uh, I'd like to thank my uh, Colin guest, Brett Weiss, author of 100 Greatest Console Games, 1977 to 87. Pick yep. it up now. Mm-hmm. And uh, guys, we're gonna be back with more Geekscape next week. Yep. Uh, follow us, Geekscape.net. Airfist. Air Airfest. Yep. Boom. Boom. At, at Dungeon. <laughs> we love you guys. We'll see you guys next week. He had to throw out his Twitter because nobody follows him. <laughs> Mine's <true>. at Justin Bieber. <laughs>